You know, Scott, what I'm saying is that these leading-edge products are the opioids of fall protection. They're overprescribed and all too often misutilized. All right, you Safety with Purpose podcast listeners. That gentleman's name is Dan Henn. He is the VP of Operations at Reliance Fall Protection. And you know what we're going to be talking about? Yeah, that's right. Fall protection and how to keep you safe from falling. Using the tools that are available, Dan Hand knows his stuff. Let's get on with the show. All right, you safety professionals out there, thank you very much for joining Safety with Purpose. My name is Scott McKenzie. I am so glad and honored that you are here on the, well, let's just say the number one safety podcast platform in the galaxy. That's right. Safety with purpose. So glad that you're here. We're going to have a great conversation with Dan Hen, Dr. Fall Protection. Let's get going. I'm always honored. Thank you very much once again for joining. Uh, you safety Sherpas. Continue to hashtag safety Sherpa because that's what you guys are. I picture you with a big old backpack of knowledge, climbing that mountain, helping us succeed. That's what you're all about. Your purpose is noble. Your purpose is incredible. So thank you very much. Okay. So before we get going, so I'm out at safeopedia.com, and I and because we're going to be talking about uh, fall protection, and I just type in fall protection into their search uh, menu, and you know what I get? Yeah, I get a ton of fall protection knowledge, wisdom, insight, just advice on how to do it. the The reality is is that Dan's going to be talking about the challenges with uh, with fall protection, and how we don't use it correctly, and how we cut corners, and uh, what we need to do to not do that. We can't do that. So anyway, go out to safeopedia.com, type in fall protection. You'll find everything that you need to know about fall protection. So with that said, here is Dan, and I'm, I'm telling you, uh, being a former lineman, climbing and all that good stuff, this was right in my wheelhouse of interest. So enjoy the interview with Dan, and... Uh, you know, thank you for joining Safety with Purpose. All right, Dan Han, welcome to Safety with Purpose. Thank you very much for joining. I think the listeners are going to really enjoy this conversation about fall protection because I know you and I have been having this conversation a lot. And I want to give everybody the opportunity to listen to your wisdom, your sage advice when it comes to fall protection. So with that said, Dan, give us a little background on who you are, where you come from, and why you're such an incredible fall protection pro. Well, Scott, I'm not going to claim to be that incredible, but I've got a little experience in this for a while. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the role that I get to play that pays the bills is uh, as vice president of operations here for Reliance Fall Protection. And I've been doing this for about seven years in this, uh, in this location and worked for another manufacturer previously for about 10 years in the early 2000s. Uh, but the role that uh, you know, really kind of turns me on and gets my juices flowing here now is that uh, part I get to play in the Z359 uh, Accredited Standards Committee, Fall Protection. I've been doing that for about the last seven years now and recently became the, uh, the vice chairman of that organization. Let me ask you this a little bit. Get a little background into the Z359 code outside of the fact that it sounds like a race car, which it's not, but uh, sort of the, the background into what, what, what is it? Well, the ANSI ASSP Z359 code is a collection of standards. And these standards have been developed over a period of time, uh, and the effort began back in 1992 when the first Z359.1 standard was originally published. And over the years, that document had been maintained. And then back in 2007, we began uh, publishing some additional documents, basically breaking that, that 
original document up into smaller sub documents that dealt with specific product cat classifications or specific practices and criteria. Is this sort of that go-to document? It's like, it's like if I'm in the, the, if I'm in industry and I'm looking for standards when it comes to fall protection and I'm looking for answers, is this a, a good place to start? What, what, what do you recommend? Yeah, it's absolutely a good place to start. You know, in, in this country, you know, the regulations are the laws with which we're, we're required to comply. And, you know, those are the OSHA regulations in uh, Title 29. Uh, the ANSI standards are voluntary consensus, consensus standards, which are developed by a variety of interest groups. And they exist on several levels. There are some documents and standards that are end-user focused and deal with process and procedure. There's a standard uh, Z359.6, which is focused on engineering practices relative to fall protection systems. And then we have individual product standards, which basically describe to the laboratories and the manufacturers what these products are required to withstand, what they're required to do, how they're expected to perform, how they should be constructed, what materials should be utilized, and so on. Now, as a former lineman myself, a transmission lineman myself, I uh, we had this conversation, uh, Dan, quite a bit about just fall protection in general. And, and one of the things that, for me, being an old, you know, crotchety lineman, uh, we didn't have all of the fancy stuff that exists today. We just took our belt, we took our, you know, hooks, we, we climbed. And, um, and one of those things that we talked about, Dan, was the fact that uh, even I get confused. I get confused with all of the latest and greatest in, in uh, you know, fall protection and, and how, do you, how do you keep track of it? Are you using it right? Do I have this clip with that clip and this thing with this thing? And, and, and it's just like when I was climbing, it was just don't do that. And it was a simple, you know, binary thing where you go, do this, don't do that, have a good day. That's some of the, so where do you see from the past where we're going in the future with fall protection and the challenges that people need to be aware of? Well, so here's what concerns me. Uh, the BLS data on uh, workplace injuries and fatalities that came out here a few months ago uh, relative to uh, calendar year 2017, uh, the results showed that we had 887 fall fatalities in 2017. Whoa. That was, that was up a half a point from the prior year. That's well, 2017. 2017. And it's up? It was up? It was up. In fact, it's been up every year since 2011, with the exception of 2015. Okay. And workplace fatalities were down almost a full percent in 2017. So we're going the wrong way with this. From fall protection, it's going up, and, and sort of workplace uh, fatalities are going down. But the, that means the, 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 the large percentage of the fatalities are, are associated with fall. Entirely too many. I. So, so why? What's, what is going on? What is the root cause? And by the way, I have to have some clarification. What's BLS? Uh, the Bureau of Labor Statistics. There, thank you. So, so what's going on? Why? What's happening? Well, here's the thing. Uh, the other thing that's gone up is the sales of fall protection, uh, personal protective equipment. There's more equipment out there in the field being utilized, being purchased, being circulated. And we're relying too heavily on the PPE. Uh, in the ANSI Z359.2 standard, which is an end-user-directed document for managed fall protection programs, we describe a hierarchy of controls. These are the steps we take to deal with fall hazards. Number one on the hierarchy of controls is eliminate or remove the hazard. Number two is 
introduce passive uh, systems such as guardrails or barriers, things that will prevent an approach to the fall hazard. And then the very, very last thing we do is go into active fall protection systems such as restraint or personal fall arrest systems. But what we're doing is we are defaulting to personal fall arrest systems and going beyond that into these leading edge devices which are designed for extremes of free fall and potential edge exposure. And we're introducing high levels of risk and encouraging very, very high risk behaviors instead of going back to the sound fundamental practices of fall protection. So I want to get this right. Uh, we're talking about number one, we eliminate the, the fall hazard altogether. Precisely. You've got a sort of this intermittent type of solution. Number two would be rail, uh, sort of that passive ability to be able to prevent a fall. And then you go into that active restraint and you're just saying people are just, forget about one, two, we're going to three. Absolutely. And then they're going to the nuclear option saying, I want to tie off at the foot level and not to an elevated anchorage where I will have the opportunity to reduce the fall distance and arrest the fall more rapidly. We're going into the most extreme possible application of fall protection almost as a standard of practice. What? So... Just say that again, man. I want to make sure that that is clear because I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I want to make sure that that, what that statement is clear. Well, and you know, you've, you've been around, you've seen, you've seen people working and if you're tied off working at height and you've got a, for example, a six foot lanyard, you yeah. want to anchor that lanyard as high above the walking working surface yes. as possible yeah. so that when you fall, that free fall distance before the lanyard engages is reduced to the extent possible because the further we allow somebody to fall, the more opportunity we have to either hit the next lower level or some object in the fall path. And the first object in the fall path that the end user is going to encounter is gonna be the surface that he just fell off of. If we allow yeah, them to- Yeah, right. Yeah. So you're, you're just saying, hey, if you're up and if you're elevated and you've got to tie yourself off, tie yourself off as high as you possibly can above. So that if for whatever reason, God forbid, something happens, you're not just sort of free falling until that, that uh, tie off takes action, I guess, for lack of better. You're just saying, hey, tie off. So you're, you minimize that fall distance. Absolutely. But they're not doing that. Are they, is that a factor of just laziness or is it training? Where does that gap exist? You know, it comes down from the, the standpoint that they want to do the easiest thing they possibly can. And when people are making a purchasing decision or the, you know, the safety decision, you know, you know, you know, there's, a, there's an old slogan you see on coffee mugs and t-shirts, safety first. Gee. And, you know, my, my contention is that that's not necessarily the reality because, you know, ultimately production is going to be first. That's what we're there to do. We're there to build things. You know, very few people are employed just to stand here and be yeah. safe. Yeah. Go build yeah. this thing, but please do it safely. You know, I think safety too, or safety also is probably a more accurate attitude. And that's what we need to be working toward. But the simple fact of the matter is that when we go out there, we, we're looking for a, a magic wand that we can wave at all of our problems, right? And ultimately, the, the, the device that's been developed that is being pushed as this magic wand that we can wave at all of our problems is the leading edge self-retracting lanyard. This is a mechanical fall arrestor that we can tie off, you know, at the foot level on the walking working surface. We don't need to look for an elevated anchorage. It's been dropped over a structural steel edge, so it's safe people. But the simple fact of the matter is that the, the testing requirements that exist in the standard only examine a limited number of the, the variables that exist out in the workplace. And when we choose to make these high-risk connections, we're putting every one of those workers at risk. 
the simple fact of the matter is that we've got to get back to these fundamental best practices. We've got to elevate our anchorages. We've got to in install and utilize systems that are capable of protecting these people, not just giving them a false sense of security. It, 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 it get, from my perspective, it gets down to that education too. Uh, companies, not, not to say all companies, I'm not sitting there. When we start saying safety first, it's, we all know what's reality and we're going to try to get that asset back up and running as fast as we possibly can. And, and unfortunately that message is communicated with everybody that's out in the trenches trying to make this thing work. And, and that means time and it's got to be as fast as it possibly can. And then people start cutting corners and people forget to, to invest in, I don't know, education. And I, I just, I, it, it, it breaks my heart. There's 887 and, and, and it's trending upward. There's, you would think that that, I think people are cutting corners and it's cost too. Oh, absolutely. There's no question about it because you know, these devices, you know, cost several hundred dollars per unit. But if we uh, look at the alternative, for example, of, you know, setting up a freestanding horizontal lifeline system to create an overhead anchorage where one doesn't exist, uh, that system might cost a few thousand dollars. But the simple fact of the matter is that that system becomes an asset. It can be reutilized, relocated, uh, and utilized on multiple projects over time. You know, all these, all these things, all these systems, even if we get into passive systems, they're a capital investment. And, you know, we have to invest in the safety of our people. We do. And, and with that data, uh, where do you think uh, 2018's trending for uh, the BLS data? Uh, my, my prediction is we're going to be somewhere between 900 and 1,000 fall fatalities. Uh, I see the trend continuing to go up. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm already aware of several high-profile, leading-edge uh, fall fatalities that are taking place since the first of the year. And you know, we're less than halfway through at this point. And, uh, what is... Uh, it, it's awareness. I, I mean, that's just unacceptable. That data is unacceptable, especially today. Uh, what is Reliance Fall Protection doing about it? You know, we we spend a lot of time uh, engaging with our end clients, you know, through our distributor partners, and uh, we we try and develop close relationships with these people, and. We, we have a message and we, we really try and keep it simple. There are two things that any person in the, in the fall arrest community can do with end users, safety professionals, consultants. We've got to create elevated anchorages and elevated anchorage systems for these guys and gals to be utilizing. And we have to start visualizing our outcomes. If we're allowing someone to tie off in a high risk manner or in an inadvisable manner, and we're not taking the time to examine what we're doing and ask ourselves rhetorically, do I have enough room to safely arrest my fall? What am I going to hit on the way down? What is going to happen if I suddenly take a dive off of the surface that I'm on? If we don't take a time, the time to visualize the outcomes, we're never really going to fully understand what it is that we're doing. Okay, so what I hear you saying is, uh, once again, we get down to, it seems simple, uh, Dan, and that's elevated to Anchorage. Yes, Absolutely. there's a capital investment that happens as a result of developing elevated anchorage. However, it seems to me that that is a way of minimizing the impact of a potential fall. And then also, before you even get into the air, you've got to visualize that outcome, your tailgate, or whatever your, your discussion prior to that elevation has to be discussed and 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 
evaluated. And it would Absolutely. seem to me that those, those, that goes beyond that all that flashy stuff, that latest and greatest thing. And we're trying to eliminate the, the stupid from these decisions. That just is like basic, do it. And, and it'll eliminate a lot of, a lot of issues. No, absolutely. And listen, I'm a manufacturer of, you know, personal fall arrest systems. What I'm here to tell you is we have a hierarchy of controls. And the first one is eliminate the hazard. So I'm telling you is run away from me and don't buy from me. Go eliminate the hazard first. If you can't do that, introduce the passive means. Get those guardrails up, netting, any kind of barriers you can introduce to uh, prevent the, the approach to the fall hazard. And then when we, if you get to the point where you just can't do any of those things, and there's always going to be those opportunities, so I'm, I'm going to make a living, we'll, we'll, we'll stay alive here, then come see me and we'll figure out a solution to your problem. But there is no one single tool or gadget I can give you that's going to solve all of your problems. We have to look at the entire catalog of solutions and apply the correct solution to each individual hazard or task. All right, you safety with purpose listeners out there. What I hear is you got to, you, individuals in the field, take it to your management and say, we've got to look at your situation and eliminate the fall hazard. Try that. If you're sitting there climbing and, and elevating yourself, are the hazards eliminated? One, look at it, figure it out. And then introduce some passive solutions. If you can't eliminate them all, you're going to put up some railing, whatever it might be, eliminate or and uh, introduce some passive. And then you go into those active restraints. Look at elevated uh, anchorages, as well as before you even go in the air, visualize that outcome. We got that? That's, that's meaty doggone content there, Dan. Meaty. And I'll tell you right now, when I was uh, climbing towers and all that good stuff, we didn't go in the, We did not even begin to climb, period, without a proper tailboard, tailgate, whatever you want to call it, of all the hazards that existed in the elevated. It just, it, it just was. You didn't do it. But it seems to me in more manufacturing environments, it's always like, okay, we got to get the asset up and running. Get up there. It's a problem. Boom, boom, boom. And they don't think through it. Don't. Not gone at 887 north, going north of 900, close to 1,000. Not good. Not a good trend. No, it's a terrible trend. And, and, and it's yeah. awful. Yeah. And the simple fact of the matter is that every one of those fatalities was preventable. Ah! Yeah. That's even worse. Not to say that a fatality is not bad enough, but if it's, these are all preventable situations. Absolutely. Okay. That is a cold, hard fact. This is Dan Hen, Reliance Fall Protection, throwing some real safety uh, truth bombs that are, from my perspective, uh, non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. You guys out in the field, non-negotiable. Be safe. Now, if, if I wanted to get a hold of you, Dan, how would I get a hold of you? You know, go to www.relsafe.com, R-E-L-S-A-F-E, or look me up on LinkedIn. And that's D-A-N. It's not Daniel. Is it Dan? It's Dan. Hen, H-E-N-N, with RailSafe or Reliance Fall Protection. And if I wanted to get a copy of the Z359, that's out there. Absolutely. Go to 
www.assp.org. Pick that up too. You've been a just a gem, it's sort of a, a harsh reality gem, but it's a gem nonetheless. You guys have got to listen to the contact Dan, contact Reliance Fall Protection. You have to be safe. Do not, do not. Did I say do not? Yes, do not compromise on your safety one bit. Okay? You're listening to Safety with Purpose. We just got talking about, done talking about uh, uh, fall protection and how important it is. Dan, thank you very much. Really appreciate your time. I know you're a busy man, but uh, I know I'm pretty happy with the fact that you communicated all this. Always a pleasure, Scott. Thank you, my friend. As an industrial professional myself, I was always passionate about sales, marketing, branding, expanding the marketplace for my company. That's what the Industrial Talk platform is all about. It's about you, the industrial company, the industrial professional, and your legacy. Increasing sales, gaining greater exposure on what you do and how you and your company changes the world. Go out to industrialtalk.com. That's industrialtalk.com. Contact me. Let's have a conversation to see how we can work with you on improving your bottom line and that you can be a part of an ever-growing network of industrial companies focused on expanding and growing and leaving a legacy. I hope to hear from you soon and be safe out there. All right, everybody, that was Dan Hen, and he is with Reliance Fall Protection. I want you to go out to his stack card on LinkedIn. I want you to find Dan Hen. If you have any desire to connect with somebody that knows his stuff about fall protection, Dan Hen is it. So you type in Dan, H-E-N-N, Reliance Fall Protection. He will pop up, and he is active on LinkedIn. Make it happen because he wants he's there to help. He just is there to help as you can tell by the interview and and again, thank you to all you safety sherpas out there that are dedicated to keeping your workplace safe. Thank you. Thank you for following the Safety with Purpose podcast. It is because this platform is for you. It is dedicated to you. It is all about you and your focus and what you're doing and its knowledge. So we just thank you from the bottom of our heart. If you want to get a hold of us, you know how to get a hold of us? Let me just tell you how to get a hold of us. You go to safetywithpurpose.com. You find out, get a hold of us. And then we'll be having a conversation lickety split. Or you can find me on LinkedIn at Scott McKenzie. And uh, I'm out there too as well. And I'm pretty doggone active on LinkedIn too as well. So nonetheless, get a hold of us. We thank you very much. Always be safe. Thank you for being a part of the podcast. And we will be back with another great interview. Take care, everybody.